Hello and welcome to Dr. B. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this is our third recording, so... We're pretty tipsy. We're up there. And this week we are discussing Gladbeck, the hostage crisis on Netflix. Uh, before we get into that, you can find our socials, PayPal information, in our show notes. If you'd like to pass on any comments, suggestions, or even donate a little something something. So this documentary was released the same day as keep sweet june 8th which we covered last week yes and, and the I week was, before <laughs> and i was or also known as today <laughs> and i was really excited when i heard this was coming out because like true crime's great and all but i'm more fascinated by like airplane crashes roller coaster disasters oh i love crises. roller coaster yes. disasters like oh shit hostage crises like that's it's just so bizarre <laughs> how bizarre how bizarre and this film is extra fascinating because it's real footage all of it the whole fucking thing like, there's no narration like there's no bias in watching this like it's just here's everything as it was happening it is literally just like watching it happen yeah it's like it was wild 9-11 documentary where it's like it starts off with the plane hitting the building, and it's just footage from, like, people taking throughout the day. It's it's also the most casual hostage crisis I've yeah. ever seen. Yes. Um, so there's also a documentary called One Day in September. Like, it's kind of like this. It's another hostage situation, also in West Germany, the Olympic one. Oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of this, where it's just like here's the news media clips of what's happening, but that also had like interviews with people. This has none of that. Yeah, it is <laughs> just the film. I yeah, I kind of got the vibes from that, like how media handled things, um, and also take a shot every time the police fuck up in this story. Oh man, it's again, a lot. just like last week, we'd be dead. <laughs> If the case sounds familiar, Case File did an episode on it, I think, last year. Uh, this film was directed by Volker Heiss. There are a lot of German names. Please be patient. I took three years of Latin. Do not know German. I do not either. So I'm here to laugh along with you. <laughs> at my uncomfortable looks <laughs> as I say names and look at you like, does that sound good? I mean, I feel like my... Last name's probably got some German in it. So, I mean, but Um, I married into it, so. (laughs) So it's not like osmosis? No. Hmm, That's interesting. This film gets right fucking into it, so make sure you have your snacks ready. (laughs) It really did. I had to go back. I was like, wait, what's happening? There's no credits, because what credits do you have? It's just like, bam. (laughs) August 16th, 1988. Do you remember where you were? I was getting ready to turn one. (laughs) I was three months old, so I'm sure wherever I was, I was just shitting myself. Those were good times. (laughs) Uh, 7.40 a.m., two armed and hooded offenders broke into the branch of the Deutsche Bank. I think I had heard that the bank hadn't even been open yet. They were going to unlock the doors And as they open doors to walk in, these guys come out. You just, like, bum rush them. Yeah. Um, So a witness spots this happening and calls into the police. 
they kind of brush over most of like the first day. Yeah, it went like it was just because kind of like no media. So it's like the very end of the story and like the first part of this day. It's kind of like we're just guessing what happened because there's no real public witnesses. It went on for so long. Like, you know. just like God, don't you need to sleep? <laughs> nah, baby, got it. Uh, what is it? Cocaine? Amphetamines. Oh. This is Europe in the 80s. It was lawless. <laughs> Clearly. At, <laughs> so at 8.04 a.m., a emergency call was made by a witness to the police. So as the bank robbers are leaving the bank, they spot a parked police car. Which is so fucking dumb. Yeah, so instead of, like, leaving the situation they and turn escaping. They and walk back into the bank. And it begins. So right away, blame the cops. Yeah, they run back in the bank and two, took two clerks hostage. So yeah, right away, you can blame the cops. Like, you couldn't hide your fucking car? Show undercover. Undercover. Like, park around the block. Anything. The robbers take the two bank clerk hostage. They demand a car and ransom money. And to prove they're serious, they just start popping their guns off. I hope they brought a lot of ammo. <laughs> and the media takes this super duper serious. So serious that like radio stations are calling into the bank to get interviews as this is happening with the robbers. Which is just like, what the fuck, man? Like, you can't Which just again, be doing shit like this. The cops can like close off that connection to where they only have a direct call in. Right, but they don't. They didn't do that. It's frustrating. After hours of negotiation, the robbers are giving 300, oh my god, Deutsch marks. <laughs> Again, I don't know German. That's the currency at the time. And a white Audi 100 as a getaway car, even though they asked for a BMW 735i. I looked them up. You can't tell the fucking difference between these cars. Also, really specific. Very specific. It's like they heard about a fast car and like a Porsche. <laughs> like, I want that one. What kind? Make it Porsche. red. <laughs> yeah, they're both ugly German cars from the 80s. Um, I love that we hear the phone calls between the negotiator and one of the abductors. Like, both are so calm. As calm as German can sound. Uh, they're like, don't do anything stupid. I'll shoot the bank employees and put the gun in my mouth. Well, let's not do that. Okay. Well, I'll call you back soon. All right. Bye. All right. <laughs> that was a conversation. <laughs> like that's a hostage negotiator. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him and then shoot myself. Well, we shouldn't do that. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Uh, the way they do the money drop-off is interesting. <laughs> and great for the ladies. <laughs> it's my favorite part of this whole thing. They apparently get the Tannis cop to strip down to the tightest underwear that he owns. Was it a thong? It was a thong. It looked like swim briefs. It was a thong. He was doing I saw booty cheeks. He was so tan. <laughs> and not a tan line on him. So he drops the money bags off at the door of the bank. They're like, have him get naked again. And I was like, did the bank not have enough money? Like, why are you requesting more money? I'm confused by that um, uh, and as the dude is getting dressed my favorite part yes. he's getting dressed again they realize he didn't put the money close enough so he has to strip back down i think his name was richie which 
ironic <laughs> giving money and you can tell he's scared because the briefs are so tight on him like his ass is clenching <laughs> so you can see his booty cheeks <laughs> and he's like just like, can you imagine like stripping down your underwear and like having to go like he's like using a broom no, no, to no, push no, no. the money doing this while you're being recorded on to be camera. put on the news He's on camera in his skivvies using a broom to push but the I money just, like, closer to the dress, and they're like, hey, Have him get strip it. back down again, buddy. <laughs> Here's a broom. Go push it closer. Like, rough day. Do you think he got numbers from this, from women watching this on the news? I would have given him mine. <laughs> so, yeah, this is where this dummy, where he puts the money bags, like, he doesn't know how a door works. <laughs> he clearly was hired for his good looks. Like, if you push a door open all the way... It pushes the thing away from you. The bags are on the other side of this door. So, yeah, he has to, like, get undressed, get a broom, kind of push it closer. Um, and once he repositions them, a hostage crawls over to the door and clearly has rope tied around his neck and someone's holding the other side of it. And you can see his hand shaking, like, as he's reaching for the bag. The two hostages are 34-year-old bank teller Reinhold Alice and his 23-year-old account manager, which they don't release her name. Couldn't find it anywhere online. Hmm. Case file. He says her name, but it's a German name said with an Australian accent. So we're fucked. So I think it was Andrea Bledkow. <laughs> good name, good name my best guess so all day radio hosts and television news channels are calling and talking to reinhold and the hostage takers and learn that the plan is once they get the car they're taking the hostages with them as collateral as one does so like 14 hours after this has started they get the car dropped off like first the cops dropped it too far away so they had to move it closer to the building amateurs and the cops give clear instructions to let them get into the car without incident, which is insane. But apparently they had a tracker on the car, which is not mentioned throughout any of this. Which is why I just don't understand how they handled this. Like, I mean, have you never had a hostage crisis? Like, for fuck's sake. I feel like my 12-year-old could solve this. So the four of them get into the car and slowly, slowly drive away with a long line of police and medium behind them. It was somehow dumber than the OJ Bronco case. <laughs> Seriously, it's just... <laughs> They're even, like, stopping off at a gas station and... <sighs> oh, God, but the How gas station... How did the cops not do anything? The gas station, man. <laughs> They're heading north, and at some point, they have a new car and a new woman. No mention of that. So now there's five people stuffed inside of a car, like the nervous farts that would have been blasting <laughs> in that thing. Uh, we see them doing the investigation inside of the bank. And I love that someone felt the need to put a sign in the door stating it would be closed for the day. <laughs> it's surrounded by police. Sorry, sorry we're closed we're for closed. today. <laughs> In case all the cops didn't clue you off on that. The cops track them down in Bremen, which is about two and a half hours north from Gladbeck. They hold a news conference where they tell the media they know who the perpetrators are, but for the safety of the hostages, 
please just stay out of it and stop reporting on the story. Keep your fucking mouth shut. They, they don't take this advice. So, now the hostage takers hijack a bus, because why not? We're just going to skip over the gas station? What part of the gas station? What happened oh, to the I gas guess, station? Oh, I guess there's another gas station. They go to there's another. There's lots of gas stations. They go to a lot of gas stations. Never mind. I'm thinking of the second gas station. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> it was it was amazing. I was just like, I had to pause it. I was like, is that what I think it is? Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> so two hostages are not enough. The media's reporting that they take having, like thirty because that's yeah. so easy to control. The media is reporting them having submachine guns. Okay, I noticed that too. I was like, like are they hidden? I don't know anything about guns, but <laughs> that's those just look like, like pistols. <laughs> like, I was like, are they? Because he said he had a bag with like lots of stuff in it and like it would go off or whatever. And so I was just like, okay, maybe the submachine guns are like in the bag because he's just holding a handgun. Like, you know what, German technology, we don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's what they call them. Uh, so, yeah, it's fucking dramatic. Uh, the cops still doing nothing. They're just kind of watching from really far away. <laughs> These criminals are just walking around, talking to each other, talking to the media, like walking away from this bus over to a crowd. Just casually smoking. Yeah. Talking to people and on cops, camera, giving interviews. Just standing there watching it happen. By 7 p.m., the hostage takers, or outlaws, the subtitles kept calling them. <laughs> I forget the way they said it in German, too. I don't remember the word they used. Mm. And then, they, yeah, they go grocery shopping. And again, police do nothing. They needed supplies, okay? But I feel like that's the perfect time to get them. You would think, but you're not the police, okay? I know. They know what they're doing. It's West Germany, not American police. Uh, I love how shitty the media is being, because they're going along with this. Like, uh, Peter Meyer was a media photographer, and he just straight up gets on the bus to take pictures of the outlaws. Seriously, like literally, just like he walks on the bus full of hostages yeah, with he's like, people Can I with take guns, pictures? and they're like, "Yeah." He's like, oh, "Okay." He even interviews them a little bit, and they're requesting a new car. So Peter relays this info to some other journalist while he's trying to find a police officer because, again, cops are doing nothing. Like, there's no cops around. They also want a police officer to strip down to his underwear. Again, a weird request. And be handcuffed. And be handcuffed to add to their hostages. Like, it's so fascinating how calm Peter Meyer is. Yeah, he's just like, oh, okay, I'll go, like. He's just like, okay, taking pictures. All right. Like, the, can we get an interview? The other media people ask the main guy if they can get an interview with them, which he grants. And he's not even on the bus at this point. He's walking around freely with a gun in one hand and cigarette in the other. I like how he was like, only you. And then all of them follow. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? Do you not understand? Only you. And he's just like, cool with it. He's like, that's cool. We can have like 30 fucking reporters outside this bus taking pictures of people. And he's giving an entire interview, and when one of the journalists asks if the bank hostages are okay and he can interview him, he's given permission. Like, it's so insane that the cops are like, we can't do anything, when journalists are like, just, hey, buddy. How you doing? Are you, are you holding up? How you feeling? You tired? Yeah, I feel so bad for the bank hostages, because at this point, they've already been with them for 36 hours. That's a long time to be with anyone. 
and I love when they're interviewing the hostage shaker. Like, they're so dramatic. <laughs> we're career criminals, and we're doing this because we don't have hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we're done with life. We're okay with dying. So cool. Uh, eventually, they let five hostages off the bus who were elderly people. Keep in mind, there's children on the bus. The elderly people are like, oh, I have a heart problem. Can I go? <laughs> You're not going to fight for the children? Fucking old people suck. And it still doesn't seem like the police are doing anything as far as even negotiations go. The media gets blamed so much for this story, and I don't understand it. When there's, like, so much inaction on the police part. You, like, don't even see them most of the time during no. the filming. We finally learned the names of the main hij- hijackers. 30-year-old, 31-year-old, super German, Hans-Jürgen Rosner. <laughs> That's like a stereotypical Hans Jürgen Rosner. Hans Jürgen Rosner and 32-year-old Dieter Dagovsky. Dieter. And they don't name her yet, but the woman who joins them is Rosner's girlfriend Marianne Lopluck. It's a bad name. Lopluck. Just to recap, they still have the two bank hostages and a bus full of people now. Their demands right now are for a journalist car, so they know it isn't bugged, and for a cop to strip down and be handcuffed in exchange for the bank hostages, which seems very simple, and yet nothing is happening because the cops don't want to volunteer as a hostage when these fucking kids don't get a choice in the matter. (laughs) No, they really don't. Like, that's fine. Let this, like, five-year-old son on a bus with three people with a gun. But, you know, it's, it's cool. Just, it kind of reminds me of what happened in Texas a couple weeks when they were like, why didn't the cops go in? Well, they didn't want to get shot. There's fucking children in there. Isn't that your job? Technically, no. Supreme Court ruled. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's your job. I kind of feel like you should do work. So if you don't know the story... You'll get angry about that later. Peter Meyer even jokes that they can just take his car. Like, he tries to get this situation, like, handled. Yeah, it's just like, here. <laughs> take my car, let these people go. What about the children? Rosner is starting to get frustrated with the situation because the cops are doing nothing, and the hostage takers have not slept. They're just popping pills, drinking beers... As I want to know how many packs of cigarettes they went through. Dude, watching this, I needed a cigarette. The bank robbery was early morning on August 16th, and this is heading into the evening on the 17th. And I like the back and forth between the journalists where one is like, why is Peter Meyer getting involved? And the other person is like, because they have a bus full of people. I would like, too. He's trying to end this. And I don't understand the shit that Peter gets. Like... He's keeping the situation calm. He's, like, trying to get information out of them. He's trying to get them to just take his car and leave hostages. And he's, like, working as a mediator between these two groups. Yeah, meanwhile, the police are doing nothing. 
Yeah, the cops give him a phone number to give to Rosner so they can keep in contact, and they don't even give him the right phone number? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, if you are talking to a fucking person with a gun and hostages, the least you could do is get the right phone number. What the fuck? So around 10 p.m., they drive away in the bus and head east. They don't really go too far and stop stop off at the stop off at the Grunbergsee rest stop. I believe Grunbergsee is the name of the road that the rest stop is on. I don't know German. It's kind of funny because at this point, Peter Myers, the one being interviewed by the media, <laughs> like a journalist being interviewed. And he makes it very clear that the cops are doing nothing, which, you know, the cops love that being out there. The hostage takers asked to speak to the police. No one wanted to do it. They asked for walkie-talkies to negotiate, and the walkie-talkies don't work. And then they asked for a phone number to call the cops, and then they don't even give them the right phone number. It's just... It's not working for them. Bad cops. Like, they're asking, they're trying to negotiate. They're willing to negotiate, and the cops just keep fucking it up at every turn. He warns that something bad is going to happen because not even the smallest demand is being met, which that will happen. The bank hostages are finally released, and the cops actually do some work, even though it technically wasn't the right choice. Marion Loblick decides to use the restroom because she's a lady. She's not going to just piss next to a bus full of people at a rest stop. She took her gun with her, so. The cops grab her as she's walking out of the restroom and arrest her, which is a bad move because the other two tired and frustrated hostage takers who were the actual criminals. You just told, you just took this man's girlfriend. (laughs) Like. Guns and a bus full of people are waiting for her. Okay, but, like, also, this is my favorite part, because during this, the people inside the rest stop gas station are, like, just, like, going on with business, like, and you can see them on the cameras, like, talking, and, like, oh, the the hostage takers are outside on the bus, the bus is here, and then, like, there's a guy buying an ice cream. Was it ice cream? I couldn't figure out what he was buying. It was definitely an ice cream. It was, like, a little, one of those, like, little cones that they have, like, in, like... Europe and stuff like you buy it like like cornets or yes it was one of those so like I was laughing because he was like oh one more mark or whatever like for and the guy pays and he's like opening his ice cream (laughs) and I'm just like there's a bus full of hostages out there and he's buying an ice cream like it is very German so of course tensions are running a little high and Rosner starts threatening to shoot hostages unless his girlfriend is released and the cops are going back and forth with each other, wondering like, if they should release her. Which is like, why did you take her in the first place? Like, I just couldn't believe. Like, if you can't get them all at once, you don't take out one of them. Like, that's a You don't whole... take out the least dangerous out of all of them. But yeah, they're like, should we do it? Should we do it? Should we give her back? Well, Rosner has a gun to the head of a little girl. Seriously. Like, why are we debating this? Uh, by this time, the police have already driven off with Marion. So now they have to convince Rosner that, yeah, they're bringing her back. So they gotta tell these people, like, hey, bring her back. Um, It gets worse. Rosner, of course, doesn't believe him, because why should he when the cops have been, like, fucking this up constantly? So he gives them an ultimatum. Give him back his girlfriend, or he shoots a hostage every five minutes. So how could they fuck it up even worse? 
they waste more time trying to uncuff her and then the key breaks the key and i was like okay well just even give them back with the handcuffs on like yeah like walk up and be like you know here she is we're bringing her back like we can't get the handcuffs yeah one minute like one second no they don't do that and so at 11.07, Davovsky shoots 15-year-old Emanuela Di Giorgio in the head. His, the little girl that had the gun to her head, that was his little sister, and he, he was protecting her. Yeah, I couldn't believe that, like... And I read that he was shot three times in the head. Fucking insane. Yeah, they, like, drag him off the bus and just... Well, and then an ambulance took 20 minutes to get there. Like, Why did they not, not have, have an ambulance already there? That's what I didn't understand. Is like you have three people with guns who haven't slept in fucking days. I'm sure, <laughs> and they've got thirty people on a bus. Why would you not have an ambulance right there at the ready in case something happened? It's frustrating. So yeah, the ambulance takes twenty minutes to get there, and he would later die at a hospital two hours later. So now my sympathy for, like, everyone is gone. The hostage takers who shot a child. The media try to film this poor boy's body. Yeah, he's, like, literally being worked on by paramedics. And they're, and they're like, trying to, like, hold up his head to get pictures. And then the fucking cops who continue to just... Not I, give I a shit know. about their jobs. I like, what know. the fuck? Except for the cashier at the rest stop, rest stop who's still just trying to do his job while this shit is happening outside. Like, he did not leave that register. He's just selling ice creams. As the bus pulls away again, they head southwest towards the Netherlands. During this chase, a police car collides with the truck, and one officer, Ingo Hagen, dies, and another is injured. Which I'm confused about, because it didn't seem like it was a high-speed chase. Oh, God, what was it? I think one of the media people got close to the bus. They... Hostage taker shot because they thought maybe it was a cop and the car like swerved away and hit a cop car or something like that. Okay, that makes more sense because I was like, it's a very low speed chase through the whole <laughs> thing. Like, these people are not on the go- Audubon, baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is not what it is for. <laughs> like, you should be going faster. And it's just like a trail of like slow cars. Again, it was worse than the OJ chase. It was like a funeral procession. Like, <laughs> you should be speeding here. It should be like speed. Yeah, but the bus driver was an old man, so he's probably like, <laughs> whoa, even though he's not going that fast, he's but like he thinks he's going like 30. 100. At 2.30 a.m., God, it's 1.30 here and I'm exhausted. I can't imagine. <laughs> we slept recently. <laughs> took a nap today i was about to say i don't know about you but i took a nap at 7 p.m <laughs> 2 30 a.m on august 18th the bus enters the netherlands but it seems like the dutch authorities stop them again they're requesting a bmw 735i god damn it give them the car they want <laughs> and the dutch authorities are like okay no problem but we're not doing anything unless you let the children go cops that are actually doing something yeah common sense that should be like the first Let's get thing. the kids off the bus at 5 32 women and three children are released one of those kids you have to remember is that one the, kid's yeah little sister, sister you just watched her brother get shot and she's still on this bus 
uh, finally, they have the fucking car they wanted from the very beginning, which is so weird. They kept asking for this car. At 6.32 a.m., as they make their escape to the car, there was kind of like a shootout. It was so dumb on case file. Okay, I think it was Rosner's gun went off, shot Loblick in the leg. The cops thought they were being shot at, so they just start shooting a bus full of people. Of course, as one does. So she shot in the leg. The bus driver, something happened to his arm, because we remember seeing him in a cast. Yeah, he had like a sling, yeah. and it was all wrapped up. It's like, man, that poor old man. How's he going to drive the bus? They also take two female hostages with them who were friends, uh, Silka Bischoff and Inez Voitel. Oh, God. The one guy seemed like to have a weird fascination with Silka. Like, that was the one he always had a gun to, like, even when they were interviewing at yeah. the bus stop. is very weird. She was very pretty. He had a weird fascination with her. He was, yeah, I mean, he was definitely into Because even like. in the car, like, he's holding a gun to her, not the other girl. Yeah, she's just sitting in the back she seat next to him. She's sitting there smoking, drinking beers. Just, <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, like, it was definitely, like, I don't know. And that one point when they, when he was holding the gun to her at the bus or whatever, and the guy interviews, and he's like, um, like, how are you? And she's like, I'm okay, I guess, like, for the most part. And he's just like are you scared? Do you think he's going to shoot you? And she's like, no, I don't think he's going to shoot me. I'm just like, she's just real casual. She's just like, this is very casual. She's she, real chill. Well, as it goes on, they look just bored. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That one part. <laughs> Get into that. Yeah. Uh, they head back into Germany and head south. We're closing in on almost 50 hours at this point. When they stop off at a pharmacy in Wuppertal to do a little shopping, which Seems like it'd be a good time to take him down, but again... Nothing. Nothing. They showed the hostages on their way back to Bremen, where the bus was taken. And how do they get back to Bremen? On a bus. You guys can't put them in cars or something? Like, they've already spent enough time sitting on a bus. (laughs) But at least it looked a little higher class. I was just like, what is it, um... God, I can't even think of it now. There's something where, like, the people, like, something happened, and then they were like, oh, like, you want to get out on the plane or whatever, and like, I'm not getting back on a plane after that. Like, I don't know. Anyway. But I did notice the bus driver sat in the back of the bus. Like, he was like, ooh, now's my chance to see how it is on the other side. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's going to drive the bus. No, he's at the front of the bus. Let's try out the back. Uh, Interior Minister Herbert Schnur. <laughs> That's Schnur. just a great name. That's a great name. It's better than Lublick. Schnur. Schnur, uh says we shouldn't judge how the police handled this case until we have all the facts, which I hate to bring up a certain governor again, but that sounds familiar. I don't know what we could possibly be missing here. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clear. So after Wuppertal, they continue heading south to Cologne. I can say that name. Cologne, Germany. I was like, finally a place <laughs> I'm familiar with. And they end up in this pedestrian shopping area. It basically gets stuck for a while. It feels like Chinatown. Like It was cramped. And there's like poles, so cars can't drive through. Yeah, like so they were literally just, just like sitting there. And and I was, took a wrong turn and he was like, well, we're not from here. We don't know. And he's just like sitting there and like all the media and all these people. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And like the hostage she was just like so bored with it all 
So this is the third day of something that's been heavily covered by the media. So everybody recognizes this and flocks to the car. It also has a Dutch plate, so very recognizable. And the par- car just basically is stopped, surrounded by the media and public. No cops to be found. Yeah, I think people were like, I think we saw one down there. <laughs> and <laughs> like it was probably just a cop here. like hanging out like on that patrol. had already been there, yeah. Yeah, it's they're given snacks and coffee by the people which is like so weird like it'd be one thing if they robbed a bank and they're like throwing money out the window for the public like but that's not happening (laughs) not to mention they just shot a kid a few hours earlier (laughs) like it's bizarre i'm just like they could have like you know they're all like drinking coffee and shit like you couldn't put like a sedative in the coffee like something yeah anything treating them like they're heroes uh, Rosner looks fucking exhaustive. Uh, Dagofsky looks like he could snap the neck of a puppy. He always just looks on edge. The girlfriend looks like she could use a beer. And the hostages look like they're fucking done. Like, typical teenagers who got dragged to, like, a family event they don't want to be at. Yeah, they're like, uh, can we go now? Dagofsky is the scariest. Like, he constantly looks like he's just gonna start blasting. He shot the kid! No, Rosner. No, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, okay. the shooting later. Yeah, Rosner okay. does. Uh, he seems like a bad choice for a partner. Yeah, and <laughs> even the girlfriend's like, I told him not to do that. He shouldn't have done that. Yeah. The girls are going to be safe. Do not point the gun at them. Like, yeah, she's even like, you're scaring her. Yeah. Like, don't press the gun into her skin. Or she's like, don't hold the gun to her. Because and her boyfriend's media... like, no, hold the gun to her. And she's like, well, don't press it into her. Yeah, because the media is like, hey, can we take a picture? I didn't get a picture. Can you put the gun up to her? And she's like, no, don't do that. Rosner's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, go ahead, but don't be rude about it. Yeah, like, don't be so, so aggressive. Weird. Yeah, I was shocked. Dagovsky Degos- didn't like end up killing more people. He just, he just looked scary. Uh, and then the story gets even weirder. A journalist named Udo Robo just hops into the car with them to help guide them out of Cologne. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why is this man getting in the car? And it was like uninvited too. He just like hops in. Yeah. I guess his thing was he was trying to get him away from the public because he thought it was going to get worse. But I feel like it was a mob could, of people, though. Yeah. So I feel like seeing this, though, could help sell more BMW 735i's because you could fit four adults in the backseat. <laughs> they head south and we're coming to a close on this ordeal near the spa town of Bad Honef. <laughs> I feel so German. At about 1.40 p.m., the cops finally decide to take some action and they just ram into the car. Which, like, yeah, that's the way to take them down. And none of this is caught on tape because, like, I guess, like, their version of SWAT had, like, closed down the road. So the media is, like, just back when all this happens. So nobody sees what exactly happens. Um, There's a shootout. Of course. <laughs> and Soka Bischoff is fatally shot, they say, by Rosner Gunn. Which seems surprising again because Dagofsky really seemed attached to her. Well, and they just have like the the tarp covering and they don't even say like the guy comes out and like starts talking to the media and they're like, who's dead? And he's like, I can't say. And they're like, was she on the left or the right? And they're like, I can't say. And then they're like, well, does she have long or short hair? Like, 
The guy's like, I can't say. It's like, and the guy are you fucking like, kidding? Well, then like, should we even be here? And he's like, I guess not. <laughs> but like, could you imagine like finding out that your child was killed because yeah. like the media like is sleuthing it out yeah. on the news? That's so bizarre. So this sends 54 hours of terror, I guess. I'm not sure. It was real casual up until, you know, the whole pissing them off thing. It's a three dead. Uh, It's fucking ridiculous why it took so long. And I forgot my favorite fuck up by the police, the BMW that they had at the end. Had a remote stop. Yes. And they just forgot to take the remote with them. It's worse than that. Uh, It was equipped with technology that would make it possible for the police to remote stop the engine. But the cop who had the remote for it was too far away. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't you have that guy up at the front? I feel like it would be better if, like, they did forget it. But the fact that he had it, he's just sitting there pressing it like a garage door opener. And it's, it's not working. Like, ramming a car is probably, like, the worst way to stop a hostage <laughs> crisis. Like, it's just like, doesn't apparently they work. rammed the car and then just started shooting at the car. Because it was something about they were heading towards the state line. And so they wanted to end it there instead of letting somebody else take the glory of ending it. Oh, which yeah. sounds typical. So, oh my gosh, uh, March twenty second, nineteen ninety one. This happened in eighty eight. <laughs> uh, Rosner and Dagovsky were pronounced guilty by the Regional Superior Court of Essen and received life sentences. Loblick was sentenced to nine years and only served six good behavior. In 2002, the higher court in Ham insert, ascertained guilt of a very serious nature and Dagovsky's sentence was increased to 24 years, which I mean, it's Europe. That's, I think they have to both serve like a minimum of 24 years before they can get out. In 2004, the same higher court refused an application for parole and a request by Rossner to shorten his sentence. The court also declared a state of preventive detention, and therefore Rosner is unlikely to be freed after the end of his sentence. Sounds about right. On November 20th, 1988, the Minister of Interior of Bremen, Bernd Meyer, resigned over mistakes by the police. (laughs) Which, yeah. Several years after the incident, there was a public discussion at a local police academy about the incident with the judge who had sentenced Rosner and Dagovsky to life in prison and journalists including Udo Robel the reporter who got in the car. Uh, the judge praised Robel for having prevented a potential bloodbath in Cologne by getting into the car. This was not a view expressed in the official report into the incident by the parliamentary inquiry in the state of the North Rhine-Westphalia, which commented negatively on the journalist's ethics. In fact, journalists, in fact, journalists are now no longer allowed to interview perpetrators while they are in the middle of committing a crime. Which, how often does that come up? Yeah, like, is that even a thing normally? <laughs> like, I kind of felt like the journalists got so involved because maybe they didn't think it was dangerous because they're seeing... No police. No action from police. Yeah, like I said, it was the most casual hostage crisis until things went bad with the police. Like, like the police got bored or just, yeah. Like, the cops don't... St- seem to show a lot of urgencies so maybe the media is like well maybe they're not that bad yeah and you maybe know it's not that dangerous they're like ah, it's a story 
In August 2018, it was announced by the regional court in Arnsberg that Dieter Dogovsky was to be released on conditional parole after serving 30 years in prison. Which is insane, because I always felt like he was the more violent one. Like, originally, they were going to rob a supermarket, and Dogovsky was the one who was like, well, let's just rob a bank. <laughs> oh, my God. So he is out there with a new name and an unknown location. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, something that I had read, hadn't seen anywhere else. March 30th, 2019, a memorial with the names of the three victims was inaugurated near the bus stop in Bremen. Huckleried? Huckleried? I don't know. <laughs> it sounded adorable the first time. But yeah, listen to the case file episode. He goes really in depth with the story. I'm just trying to stay with like what we were given with this because there's so much more to like. But yeah, I mean, you watch this footage and you're just like. This is real, like, low-key. It's low insane. Key. They're watching this real shit that was happening. You're just like, where are the cops? <laughs> All these people are just, like, chill, hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, I was and excited. And that's my case. <laughs> I was excited to watch it. It was good. It was, it was definitely, like... Because it's not often where it's, like, no narration. It was just no live. It was just, like, people. bam, yeah. this is it. This is as it was happening. You make your own opinion on the situation. Oh, we did. Well, we did. I think we did. And our two other listeners will agree. <laughs> I'm sorry to our German listeners. Loblick is still a terrible name. We <sighs> may. Well, maybe not say Jewish words. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I forgot. I mean, I didn't forget, forget, but like, yeah. I can't say never forget because that's, again, 9-11. Not the Holocaust. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. Sorry, Germany. We're terrible people. But not as But bad. not as terrible <laughs> as the Nazis. Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at talktomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at talktomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.